Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Alive for More, a dialogue with Catholic young adults produced by AM820 to encourage and inspire the universal call to holiness. And now, Alive for More. Welcome back to Alive for More. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Joel Yarmish and his wife, Kelly Yarmish. And we also have a special guest uh, for our show this time. We have Lucy Yarmish, who joins us for the first time on the show in person, I mm-hmm. guess. So, yeah. so if you hear noises, that's why it's the joy of having children and get to witness that in this beautiful vocation of Joel and Kelly. But before we begin, we're kind of going to start off with prayer. And Joel, would you mind starting off, starting us off with prayer? Yeah, absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the gift that is today. Um, we ask for the strength to embrace the challenges that we might face today. And um, we ask for um, your constant um, call back to us. Let us be constantly aware of you calling us back to you. Uh, in your name, we pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joel, for starting us off with prayer. And today we're going to talk about finding grace in all situations. A lot of people uh, want to say in suffering, there's such things as redemptive suffering, or even the good things that we receive as being moments of grace. And, you know, the Christian understanding of life isn't just like when things are going good, God must love you. When things are going bad, well, you must have sinned, Mm -hmm. but rather the entire Christian life is the is our lives absorbed not in a sense of like being obscured by someone else but being brought up into the paschal mystery mm-hmm. and finding all of that in there so it's really kind of cool if you think about it that everything of our lives isn't compartmentalized aside but rather one whole artwork i suppose yeah and it's funny that you bring up artwork um when i was thinking about the show and what we we're going to talk about um I talked to my brother, Brett, about it, and he mentioned a quote that he heard from, uh, I guess, now Bishop Robert Barron, mm-hmm. um, who was talking about lives and different things that affect our lives and, and not understanding them at the time. But he, he referenced a painting. It's got a French name. Basically, it's, it's a really famous painting. Uh, it's called Sunday Afternoon on the Isle of La Grande Jatte. It's French. Um, so, uh, but it's, it's basically a huge painting made up of a bunch of little dots. So if you stand really close to the picture, mm-hmm. all you see are a bunch of little dots and you can't really make out much of anything. But when you move, you move further back, you can see this grand picture. And, um, it's a great analogy for our life. Cause if you look at one section of our life in one event and, you know, we might not understand exactly what it is, but if you step back. And look from the author's perspective, which obviously in our current lives we're not able to do, you see that it all makes perfect sense. So, um, I don't know. I just thought that, that was a, a perfect tie into what you were saying. No, that that is that is exactly what I was talking about, is that we may not see every, the entire artwork, but, you know, we need to kind of look back and step back and look with eyes of faith. And, you know, at this time, I'd like to invite the third person that we have here into the conversation. Kelly, what do you have to talk about in terms of the life of grace of well, the Christian? I think, you know, if we want to start at a place that, you know, brings understanding, we got to start with, well, what is grace? And grace can be understood as supernatural life, that animating force that allows us to do good and to be good, um, no matter what the circumstances are. So... 
obviously we receive grace in a huge way through the sacraments, um, mm-hmm. those sacramental graces, but there's also actual graces, um, those little beams of supernatural life that God <laughs> shoots on down whenever we need them. Um, mm-hmm. St. Paul says, I think it's St. Paul, tell me if I'm I'm. Please wrong. concede, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Where sin abounds, grace abounds all Saint the more. St. Paul, yeah. That's what I thought. I can't give you chapter and verse, so I wasn't <laughs> confident. Um, but, you know, God is there no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. He's with us 100% of the time. Um, you know, as Catholics, we have that unique presence of God, that real presence in the Eucharist. Um, so so starting with the sacraments, but also in every every aspect of our lives, God is giving us supernatural life, whatever we need. Father Nick. Yeah, and precisely, it's in every aspect of our life. It's not a, so, okay, here's grace over here and here's our life. And I mean, a practical example of that is, especially when I go to visit people in the hospital who may be mm-hmm. suffering, they're they're not suffering and going to receive grace. I mean, the the way that even our our pastoral care of the sick, the way the church says, is that there's grace already present there. Mm-hmm. That and what the what their prayers are, what the sacraments kind of uh, charge up, is just giving us the strength to cooperate with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it reminds me of a, a homily I heard recently, um, where the the priest talked about being a good shepherd and being a bad shepherd, and he said. Um, when you are in um, a moment of smooth sailing, you can't really tell the difference um, between a good shepherd and a bad shepherd because everything's working out fine. It's when the waters get a little rough that um, you begin to be able to tell the difference between a good shepherd and a bad shepherd. And I think that's true with our faith as well. Um, uh, in Proverbs, they, uh, it was uh, written that I, I love those who love me and those who seek me uh, diligently and those who seek me diligently find me. So I think that it's important um, in our relationship with God that when things are going well, that we um, continue to reach out to him. That way, when we are in these times of despair, that, um, you know, that that relationship is, is already there and it's, it's already really, really strong. Yeah. And that that point of having a strong faith, I mean, I, I kind of like what that priest said. In fact, I think you can pa- unpack it a little more, saying that when life is turbulent, you can see whether or not your faith is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, other than just thinking it's just, oh, everything's fine, because faith isn't just everything is okay, but rather that God is so good. Kelly? But also, you know, those aren't just times, I agree, but yeah. but it's not just a time to see, you know, is my faith true or not? That's, yes, you will find that out. Mm-hmm. But it's an opportunity to make your faith true. It's an opportunity to, for conversion, not just suffering, but but the good things too. I know often when I don't know what to pray, if I know somebody who's going through some unthinkable tragedy or illness or who knows what, a lot of the time, all I know to pray is, God, let this be an opportunity for conversion for whoever you're calling to yourself in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, your faith you might find out is a little weaker than you thought, but, well, now this is a time for renewal. Now this is a time for spiritual life, supernatural life. This is a mm-hmm. time for grace. And God always has that waiting for us no matter what, Father Nick. And this is why we're alive for more, and that's a show you're listening to on St. Gabriel Radio, AM820. Remember, you can listen to us Thursdays at noon, Sundays at 3, or online, on demand, at stgabrielradio.com. My name is Father Nick Ventura, and I'm joined in the studio by Kelly 
and Joel Yarmish, the married couple, and I'm the priest. So you have two kind of living out of the Christian life, two ways of every night out of the many different ways in our uh, wonderful church. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about finding grace in every aspect of life. And I kind of want to turn the conversation uh, a little bit. Is grace a reward for something? Is grace something that we kind of earn? Or what is, I mean, I know we talked about what grace is, participation in divine life, but is it given to us as a reward? I mean, what do you guys, what have we learned? What do we think? Like, how does this play out in our lives? So I guess it depends on your definition of reward. Um, It is something that we receive, um, right? It's it's something that we receive and it's something good. So I guess... In a basic sense of the word, we do something and we receive it and it's good. So in that sense of the word, it is a reward. Mm-hmm. But I think where your question is more aimed for is if we're going in with something with the intention of receiving this reward. And that's where it gets caught up and kind of tricky with grace. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right, Joel. Kelly. I think that's one reason why I, if I'm being completely honest, I've always struggled with um, private devotions that have built within them certain promises or things like that. Now, those are good things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never, ever say like, and so we shouldn't do those things. I do them. <laughs> they're great. Um, but that's one thing I've always struggled with is, am I seeing these graces? You know, why am I really doing this? Is it because I love Jesus Christ? Or because I want those yes. promises. And that's something that I've I, I've always felt weird about, I guess, um, because grace is not meant to be, as I understand it, something pursued for the self, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but rather something to be received in order that we might pour ourselves back out as Christ did on the cross, because that is that is the source of our grace is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right? All, all these supernatural. It comes from him and leads right back to him. Right. I mean, that's that's precisely it. And he is the one who moves us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's. That's not something I guess I would say I even have figured out, honestly. That's something I'm still learning to wrap my mind and heart around. What do you think, Father Nick? Do you think it's a reward? Um, I think I agree with both of you in some senses. Like, it is a reward in the sense it is given to us. It's a good thing that we receive. But at the same time, it's not something that we can earn. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, like, oh, you do these things, you'll get this. I mean, what you kind of described, Kelly, I mean, this is kind of silly a silly analogy, but it's like one of those chain email things. If you pass this oh, on, yes. you'll get this. Mother yeah. Teresa herself wrote this email and it has never been deleted. Broken, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten that one. Can you forward that? I've gotten it so many times. <laughs> so, grace isn't, doesn't work like that. It isn't like, if you do these things. But that's not right. saying these devotions are somehow wrong. Now, if someone were to come up to me, or if I were to do these things thinking, oh, if I do this, I will receive these graces like that, it'll somehow make me a better person. Mm-hmm. That's not how grace works. How grace works is it's an invitation from God, both the invitation and the event. Right. I mean, I, I think that I just kind of think thought of that on the fly. It's both the invitation and the event that we're being invited to. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I would agree with that. Okay. I, I mean, grace is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, and can we talk about mysteries? Well, that's what I was going to say. You know, mysteries can be known. Um, mm-hmm. They can be uh, better understood. We can grow into them in a sense, but we're never going to wrap our minds fully around them. And so all these analogies that we're using, you know, good as they are, they're going to break down. Um, but I love that, that it's the invitation and the event. You know, we got married a little over a year ago, 
And that's right. I was there. Yeah. Wow. You were there, but you were just a deacon. You had the best seat in the house. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was, but I didn't have to do anything. So it was great. (laughs) That's not true. Um, But the, you know, when I think about the preparation and, um, you know, meeting with father and uh, talking through all these things and preparing for the actual event um, and then the event itself. And all the beauty that wove itself through, but also all of the difficulty. Um, I said when we were preparing for marriage that um, it produced many opportunities for learning to communicate and work things out. Because yeah. there's all these little things that I never really expected. Mm-hmm. So so there's these little struggles, very, you know, in mm-hmm. this grand scheme of things, they're not big. But these little struggles throughout that all lead up to this big struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's what marriage is. That's what yeah. vocation, all the vocations are. It is a big struggle. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times. I think it was like three in a row. I went into confession, and the first thing the priest said back to me was, okay, good struggle. These are three different priests. <laughs> good um, struggle. Wow. I was like, thanks? <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. But that's what it is. And that's where grace comes in in order to lead us forward to you know, the Holy Spirit is is coming into our lives to to give us the life of God, the very life of God. Otherwise, no vocation, be it priesthood, religious life, marriage, no vocation would be possible if not for grace. Yeah, and I mean, again, going back to that whole thing is that we don't earn grace. There's nothing mm-hmm. that Christ has done all the earning with His suffering, death, right. and resurrection. He has earned our our salvation, right. our participation in the divine life. Through the merits of the cross is the, what we hear so often in the Mass. Yeah. Through the merits of the cross. Now, the thing is that always kind of made me kind of struggle with this, especially growing up and hearing this from my grandmother. A lot of people probably heard, whenever they're going through a hard time, offer it up. Mm. And I was like, yeah. well, why? Why offer it up? I mean, if I offer up it up. Where? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, up where? I mean, what do I, what what do, I do? I <laughs> yeah. And so it's it was always confusing to me, but you know, thinking about it and praying about it, we're not offering it up to get grace. But it is in those moments of struggle that those are graces in a sense because I mean, you you said it before about St. Paul where uh, sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. You can kind of expand that where suffering abounds grace abounds all the more yeah and i think it it's you know it's not something that we can earn and it's not something but i think that our our perspective on struggling on suffering can definitely have um a huge impact on the outcome right so when we were talking about suffering and um faith and all that kind of stuff one of the first people that popped into my head uh from the old testament was uh joseph um so he had this really bad thing happened to him, right? He got sold into slavery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say Job, and I'm like, oh, no, no. you said I Joseph. Yeah. No, 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 Joseph. <laughs> so it was through his faithfulness. So he was, I guess, thrown away from his family. Mm-hmm. And through his faithfulness and through his um, willingness to suffer through all these different types of things and, and stick it out, he was actually able to save his entire family's life in the long run by interpreting Pharaoh's dreams and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was it was that was the first thing that came into my mind was it was our our reaction to suffering definitely is an important factor. Yeah. You know, if we look at other places in scripture, we hear things like uh, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he hears the cry of the poor and you can cast your cares upon him. Come to me, all who are burdened. There's so many things in scripture about suffering. It Mm -hmm. is rich with suffering. Mm -hmm. People who think that 
religion is the opiate of the masses or or that people believe in Jesus just because it makes them feel good. Oh, dig deeper into scripture and you will find that there's tremendous suffering and 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 we can look through the cross ultimately ultimately, you know, that is where I mean, G.K. Chesterton always said, I didn't, uh, or was it C.S. Lewis? One of the, some English guy. Are they different people? They are different people, okay. I promise. Okay. I promise you. They said, uh, I didn't uh, look for comfort in, in, if I wanted to be comfort, I would have a good glass of port. But uh, I wanted redemption, so I sought Christianity. So, I mean, yes, it's, it is kind of thing. And it, it all brings to mind that it's all for our salvation. It all points to something. Absolutely. I mean, it's all to refine us yeah kelly and when i think about learning to to love people through grief and through suffering i know um a lot of the things that are easy to say are not always the best to say um this too shall pass yeah or everything happens for a reason or they're in a better place now a lot of the times that, that that's the, the person worst thing hearing to say. Them yeah. wants to punch you like if you <laughs> like and i get it like that yes but a lot of those things, you know, they there may be truth there, but they have to come to that on their own. And what we maybe should be offering them in whatever way is appropriate in that moment is Jesus Christ. Because um, I know Matt Marr talks about this in a series of Easter videos that he does. You know, where was God when uh, my sister was dying? Where was God when um, my best friend was getting raped? Where was God in this and where was God in that? In these dark situations. And Matt Marr says, and it gives me goosebumps even just thinking about it. Um, look up these videos there on YouTube. Um, he says he was on the cross. That's where God was. Because what people are looking for when they're suffering often is not a solution, but so much empathy first. Yeah. You know, a solution, yes, but mm-hmm. but empathy first. And Jesus Christ can look us in the eye and say, I have been there, and I have borne that, and I have suffered that, and I'd do it all again for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he is there with the graces to move us closer to himself, to his sacred heart um, that bleeds for us that burns for us in love. Uh, that's what he wants for us. And so when we, as Father Nick said earlier in the show, when we cooperate with those graces, it's not so much mm-hmm. about earning them, it's about cooperating with them. They are there. Um, it's like having superpowers that you either tap into or you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and, we can go, please. And, and even make it more scriptural, I mean, the the whole story of the five talents, the talents that the Lord gives, I mean, we we want to go out and bear fruit with them, not burying them in the ground and say, oh, wait, I took that. You gave this to me, Lord, but I buried it because it was no good. And look, I'm going to give it back to you, but after I buried it. So it's just, you want it to kind of be invested. You want it to be shared in a sense of like, this is something from God for me to cooperate with. Yes. And um, I think kind of wrapping it all up together, I mean, we're not trying to say that um, suffering is always... Uh, desirable, but at the same time, we're saying that there is a context for that, especially for the baptized Christian. Yeah, and I would say that one of the the biggest struggles that I personally face, um, and this is 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 trust. Um, there's there's um, there's this vulnerability in in being at your lowest and in your suffering, yeah. and saying that um, I can't handle this all on my own. Um, I need I need help from someone else. And and just saying the words, you know, Jesus, I trust you, or Lord, I trust you, and and making yourself completely open to His plan. Um, uh, I just heard 
a great, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a really common quote from the Bible, but when, you know, Jesus is suffering and he's saying, uh, Lord, uh, let this ca- cup pass away from me if it's in your will, but I trust, I trust you basically saying, if I had it my way, I wouldn't be, you know, I, I really don't want to be crucified. But not my will, yours be done. Right, exactly. So when you're at your lowest and when you're feeling completely um, just empty and, and drained and have no strength, that's when it's really the hardest right. to to be completely vulnerable. But yeah. that's the best time to lay at the foot of the cross. You got nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, putting putting it all at the foot uh, uh, of Christ is what we're all aiming for, you know. And just as a reminder, you're listening to a live for more on Saint Gabriel Catholic Radio AM eight twenty. And my name is Father Nick Ventura. We have Joel Yarmish and Kelly Yarmish speaking. And if you can kind of hear in the background a, a baby cooing, that is <laughs> Joel and Kelly's daughter Lucy. Um, she joins us here in the studio as our fourth member, but. She can't talk yet, right? <laughs> not in English. Not no, in English. <laughs> not that we can understand. Yeah. So. <laughs> so that's why there's just three of us today. So because our fourth member can't speak English yet. Yeah. <laughs> not even Spanish. But regardless of the fact, we're talking about the participation of the life of grace. So we've talked about the suffering aspect, but now talking about, you know, the good side of it. I don't know. Good. It's all good. I don't know the the positive side. What what would we call it? The happy side. The happy side. The happy side of grace. <laughs> the happy side of grace. And you know, I kind of wanted to talk about this. Like, see, happy. There's happy noises. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this because in our society, we always are faced with like you know the Joel Olstein kind of aspect. Prosperity gospel. Prosperity mm-hmm. gospel. If we're good, God loves us. If we're good then good things will happen. Mm-hmm. But it's when we're bad, that's when we suffer. Mm-hmm. And so, kind of like, when those good things are happening, what does it mean? Does it mean that we're, we're doing something right? Like, I what? what? Um, so that's, that's something that I've struggled with before, is that, um, you know, you get, uh, I don't know if it has something to do with our generation, where um, you just expect, you know, once you do everything that you're supposed to be doing, you get rewarded with something. And it's, I, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's a, a millennials type thing, but just that there, there can be no, no, no injustice if you're doing everything. Bad things don't happen right. to good people. So um, that's really hard for me to wrap my mind around sometimes when, you know, I'm like, I did everything I'm supposed to be doing. Why did I get passed up for this promotion at work? Or why, um, you know... Why, did this Why other... won't the baby sleep? Right. Yes, exactly. That's one that's been coming to my mind a lot lately. Like, Why won't she sleep? Your life is great, Lucy. Sleep more at night. Yeah. Um, but um, that's when I realized, and and I, this might be a bad way to think about it, but I like I've done a lot of bad things in my life, and worse things haven't happened to me. So um, the way I kind of look at it is, um, yeah, it just it doesn't work like that. You don't get. You don't get that. It's not an equation. Life right. isn't a calculus mm-hmm. equation where one side you put something in, on the other side, an equal or greater part right. comes out. Mm-hmm. It, so, yeah. So it's not something that we... It, God doesn't operate the way we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, <laughs> that would him, be yeah. a crisis. But it's... 
It's providence. The opposite of of what we're used to, honestly, I would say, I would propose, Mm. is providence. That God has this mysterious way of weaving Mm. things together for our good. What do you Mm. mean by that, Kelly? I guess, like, to explain providence, because a lot of times when people hear providence, they think destiny or fate. fate. No, look at the root of it, provide, right? That Uh God will always provide the graces that we need. God will always provide the bridge, the way, the truth, the life that we need in order to get to him. And then despite whether you're in a valley or or on a mountain, God is going to come to you with whatever it is that you need to be saved. And ultimately, that's what we got to be keep, you know, keep focusing on Mm -hmm. is what does this have to do with salvation? Um, So providence is God is providing us with a way to himself. And he, again, is going to be that animating force, the, the, the beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega. He's... He's the invitation and the event. Um, <laughs> nice tie-in. I like yeah. that. Um, but but that's that's the opposite of what we're used to because we aren't God. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't we don't do providence. That we we have to mm-hmm. again be open and receptive um, to what He is saying. So, no, and that that is a that's a perfect thing that we aren't God, and you know how we might look at things eye for an eye or tooth for a tooth is not how God looks at things. He's looking at it as, this is my love for you. God is love. Mm-hmm. He is not a balancer. He is not the great balancer, not the great equalizer. Um, he didn't make everything the same, but rather he makes himself available for all because he is love. And in that sense, you know, that's how grace kind of operates in our lives. It's available for us. Everything that we receive in this life... right is grace. I mean, St. Therese of Lisieux would say all of it is grace. But what does that mean? Um, does it mean a baby squeals in delight uh, everything that somebody says that you might be hearing? <laughs> but Or does it mean, like, what we... Re- it, it depends on how we cooperate with God in every single moment. Right. Um, because we could... I mean, good things and bad things happen, and if we get the good things, we could still be evil with that. We could still misuse those gifts or if we're suffering we could always blame something else or try to do something kelly look at mary i mean she had moments of great joy in her life but she Mm. also had tremendous suffering but she is the one who we call full of grace Mm -hmm. Um, so we can look to her as an example obviously look at jesus hello yes yeah Um, but we can also in addition we can look to our lady um, as an example of cooperation with grace yeah, so that kind of, we could talk for hours about this, but for right now, I think that's a good closing point. Look for moments of grace in your life. That's our challenge for you uh, for this week. Look for moments of grace in your life. Um, my name is Father Nick Ventura. I'm joined in the studio by Joel and Kelly Yarmish and Lucy Yarmish. And before we go our separate ways, uh, Kelly, would you mind closing us in prayer? No problem. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would... Uh, Draw near to us today. Give us the graces that we need for whatever we encounter. Lord, we pray for our listeners. We pray for um, priests, religious, married, and our baby Lucy, who's screaming in the background. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Until next time, please pray for us, and we'll pray for you. May God bless you. Alive for More is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820. Archives of Alive for More and all of our locally produced programs are available at stgabrielradio.com. Veni, Sancti.